NHL Fantasy. What happened? That was a dead silent crack. I didn't hear anything at all. Do you miss? No, it was perfect. You, you, you laughed out right as soon as You mean, can you hear me now? Yeah, I can, I can hear you perfectly now. Oh, where's, your, where's your mic? Is it like far away from wherever you cracked it? It is right right in front of me. The best part is is that you're I like, put like... I put it right in front like of the mic. You did a fist bump too. Oh, yeah, I nailed like, it. Telly and I, and oh, I was like, am I the only one I nailed it too. too. <laughs> yeah. It, nothing happened. Top Shelf Fantasy. Uh, it is January 4th, 2022. Trying to find the docket. I got about 15 things open. What what podcast number is this? Somebody somebody hit me up on the podcast. 187. It's 187. Did I close out of the docket already like a schmuck? Yeah, I mean, you were typing in it 30 seconds ago. Don't worry, are. guys. This is only podcast 187. One, 187. Um, we'll eventually know what figure we're doing. it out. <laughs> uh, we had a great season coming at you. Yeah, so we're all just in friggin' terrible moods about all of our starts and sits that we're gonna get to. <laughs> yeah, we'll get we'll get into all of it. You guys uh, shouldn't be in terrible moods. I'm in a medium mood. A medium. I don't mind mine. Uh, TopShelfFantasy.com, oh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TopShelfFNTSY. I want to get that out of the way. We got to get big shout out to uh, Mershihara, Rob Mershon, winner of the TSF Mershie. uh TSF Listener League by uh, default. Because we because we we beat him, <laughs> we did win. We had a great team in I first mean, place. Just from day one, great draft, great strategy, great waiver pickups. You know, everybody else, you, you gotta you gotta be a lot better if you want to take down the champs. I mean, See, we, I, I didn't I didn't love our team, but maybe that's what I'm doing wrong in my other leagues. <laughs> is, is don't right. draft like I usually do, and then you win. Oh, we drafted so funky in this one. Didn't we go like three wide receivers wide receiver, first? Yeah. Wide receiver very, very, very early. I think one, two, three. And then. Yeah. I very you know, rarely do that. If ever. I mean, zero running back strategy, obviously, at the end of the season would have worked because guess what? There were zero running backs at all points in the season. Right. Yeah. Like you, you could have grabbed your, your starting running backs as waiver pickups at any point, really, by, by, by week three. Oh, yeah, I'm sure you were a team that had Elijah Mitchell and Cordell Patterson. You were happy. Yep. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy, crazy year. But we'll do it again next year. We'll bring a bunch of people back. Start giving us your submissions now. Make sure, you know, if you were in the league and you uh, weren't satisfied with your performance, get back in front of us. Make sure we know that you're dissatisfied. You want another shot. We'll get you back in. We'll have some more goodies next year. Mersh is going to get the T. Higgins jersey. Um, as long as some other swag, I believe. Yep. Yeah, he's, I got a couple glasses to give him. I think we're giving him something to the store. I don't. I'm not. I can't remember what we said. Um, but yeah, next year we'll have to figure out a uh, another jersey to to have um, because it's a good year though. I think uh, I think Jamar Chase is going to be very difficult. Najee Harris going to be very difficult. I mean, Jalen. I still Waddle have that Ricky Williams jersey. <laughs> we can do Jalen Waddle and Ricky Williams as a Miami pair. Ooh, that'd be nice. <laughs> That'd be a that'd be quite the prize though. Like that would have to be a we'd have to get some diehards in there. We'll put a we'll put a stipulation in there that says you actually have to beat us if you want this prize. We're not giving it to second place anymore. We'll keep it yeah. ourselves. Keep it moving over for the next year. 
Yeah. Um, all right. So we actually have a really full agenda too. Uh, so I wanted to get that off the off the top. We got some like ridiculous news to talk about uh, that happened at the end of week seventeen, heading into week eighteen. Uh, the Matt Nagy uh, saga ending just like the Adam Gase saga did. He's he's fired. I mean, he sucks. We don't like him, so he should be gone. Yeah, it took way too long. Yeah. This is a mistake to wait to the end of the season. I don't care about your legacy of not firing coaches mid-year. Nagy was terrible. He did nothing to put your team in a position to win. And in fact, he coached his way out of multiple games with horrible play calling, horrible clock management. The only sad part is now we have to find a new coach to hate on this hard. And um, I don't oh, think there is sucks. one at the moment, but Kevin Stefanski well, after last Meyer's night. gone, so that sucks. I have I one. <laughs> right off the bat, I have one. And it's Joe Judge. And he is terrible. Yeah. He's completely ruined the Giants. I would say that, that I agree, except that the Giants have been ruined, and he's just continued the long-standing tradition of them sucking. Well, I mean, the Bears weren't weren't much yeah. better before Nagy got there. But they were, uh, only, they were good in like the early two thousands, I feel like, and since then it's been bad, has it not? Rex Grossman, yeah. about it. You're gonna have you're gonna see OCs to go for head coach. Like I'm pretty sure Kellen Moore is gonna be out of Dallas and he'll be a head coach somewhere. Yes, and he's already interviewed or has a setup interview with the Jags. Yeah, Jaguars, which is a very interesting, very very interesting hire. He is a very young coach. If that were to be the case, he's done a very good job uh, with Dak. So, I mean, he could do a good job with. Lawrence, I would I would look forward to seeing that, but he's yeah. so young, and that locker room is already kind of fucked over mentally because Urban Meyer did no favors to the camaraderie in that room. Yeah, I mean, you would have probably the ex-player, you know, bonus bump where they're kind of like, all right, this guy was at least in the league instead of Urban Meyer, who's really just a career douchebag. Uh, Plus, like you said, I mean, him and Trevor Lawrence would be a great fit with his uh, his knowledge of the quarterback position. So, I don't know. That'd be interesting to see it happen. Uh, Kareem Hunt was a late scratch Monday Night Football. It says, future game's in jeopardy now. I don't know what that means. Do you mean for the rest of the playoffs? For the yeah, rest of the season, just for him personally. Yeah. Like, if you're getting scratched at the last minute of, uh, you know, or a game-time decision, essentially just kind of like, why did you not know? Did you have a setback in warmups? I haven't seen any news reports come out about a setback, but I also haven't seen anything that says he's going to play this week yet. So um, that doesn't really matter Plus for they're out of it, them. So. Yeah, I mean, just shut them down. But some people are psychopaths and have their championships this week, lest we forget. Yeah, stupid. Yeah, I mean, and it, on the same team, Baker's finally shut down for the season. He's actually getting surgery. Yeah. Now, yeah. is that then, because they've been mathematically out of it? Yeah. Yeah, I mean they they were out of it as of last night too, but I think they yeah. wanted that last game with against Big Ben and the Steelers. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure Big Ben probably sent him a note and said, "Hey, could you play your starter?" So like my last game isn't against your JV team. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to lose against your JV team. <laughs> yeah. yeah, close. No, I, I said take the JV kids out of there. Man, <laughs> these are our starters. <laughs> A uh, couple of couple of injuries that are going to impact 2022. Godwin had surgery on his MCL and his ACL, uh, and Michael Gallup suffers an ACL tear uh, in Week 17. Gallup, to be honest with you, I, I'm going to be shocked if there wasn't another ligament that was torn. His leg looked like it was just dangling uh, when he went it was to go jello. make that, that It was catch. complete jello. Yeah. I, I thought the same thing, but they said clean ACL, no other damage suffered. He should have a quick recovery timetable, which is interesting. 
but you never know. You know, you cut the thing open and you get in there, and it's a completely different story. Yeah. So yeah, two meetings from all of my surgical experience. And and from a dynasty perspective, this is tough too because both Godwin and Gallup are free agents. Are on Scott's team in dynasty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not giving Gallup. Um, I know they came out about Godwin as well, and they said he had no meniscus damage, which is really really good for an ACL and MCL tear. So. Uh, he's also expected to make a full, quick, speedy recovery. So maybe he's ready. I don't know. If we're going with um, Cam Akers' timeline, he'll be ready in like two and a half weeks. Yep. So he might, yeah. he might play this year. <laughs> uh, all right. One guy I know we'll be talking about in 2022, Antonio Wesley. Who was it three weeks ago? I was like, hey, there's there's this me. there's this wide receiver like, number eight, 85. Yeah. Like, is he a tight end? I'm like, I don't fucking know. I, I don't know. But this guy was catching balls because there was no D hop. And yeah, he looks yeah. good. He he does. Getting targets, nice catches, like like skillful catches. Yeah, I mean he only had mm-hmm. four catches on five targets for 30 yards, but two touchdowns, and they're nice catches. I mean, if he's got legit hands, then D hop and him next year. Fuck you, AJ Green. You seem like you quit anyways. Like yeah, one green ride the wave. Oh yeah. Green quit. Oh. On the team, it looks like. But I mean, if I mean, Kirk's a fine player, but he's if you have this guy that's legit, your red zone target. Yeah, and it looks like it's only him. Well, I'll I'll Probably tell you Ertz too, but I'll tell you what AJ Green didn't do. Uh, he didn't quit in the middle of the game and take his his pads off oh, and run God. shirtless through the Jets Stadium, try to while the Jets field up because no, that belongs to AB. So AB psychopathic. Uh, just leaves in the middle of the game. Apparently, it was because Arians wanted him in the game. He said that he was hurt. He couldn't go in. Yada yada. This, that, the other thing. And uh, and yeah, oh. you see all the memes. You've seen the pictures of him waiting for the Ubers. You see him at the basketball oh, games, yeah. wishing Big Ben like AB's gone off the rails. If he wasn't already. Did you see Mike Evans too? Like in that yep. video, like trying to calm down. And like at one point, you could see Evans like, "There's I'm, no fucking there's, point. There's like no I'm hope. done. Yeah, I, I'm just gonna walk away." He he is, and I saw a thing like Mike Tomlin deserves the best coach of all time for putting up with AB for nine straight seasons. <laughs> yeah, because no coach has been able to time do too. one full season. <laughs> like it, it's insane. Like what Tomlin was able to do with that. He was dealing with so much shit there. He had AB, Martavis Bryant, couldn't stop smoking weed. Lev Bell, apparently, Lev Bell was a little bit out. of a loose cannon sitting out. I mean, well, he had Lev Bell and run. Garrett Blunt smoking weed too that one preseason. <laughs> it is true. A lot <laughs> yeah. of weed smoking in Pittsburgh. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, AB's got to be done at this point. Then again, we say that time and time again, and he just scraps his way back into the league. I mean, I think nobody denies his talent. He's just so freaking crazy. Like I think it's more now at that point of when <clears throat> what happened with Ray Rice when his whole off-field stuff kind of hit late in his career. This is now officially late in Antonio Brown's career. Like right. the last well, three seasons, he's, he's 31, 32. He's now old enough where teams are like, it's now not worth the headache. Yeah, you have a, a point of what is it, diminishing returns where like it's there, his ceiling is no longer so high that it's worth the headache that you know he's bringing in. It's like if you're going to get a middling wide receiver out of it, then the headache's not worth it. So, it's, yeah, yeah, he's 33. It, so, I, I don't see yeah, okay. a team he's cooked wasting a spot for that. I mean, he played fantastic this season too when he was healthy. Yeah. Oh, he looked like his old self. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, but, and even historically right now, 
uh, Tom Brady's been the only guy to stick his neck out for him, and then he yep. forced Bruce Arians to do it. If Bruce Arians didn't healthy. want to. Right. It, it, Bruce Arians was actually uh, a coach. I don't know. He was a secondary or assistant coach with Mike Tomlin uh, when yeah. Antonio Brown was there. And he originally came out and was like, absolutely not. <laughs> you know, and then Tom Brady said, actually, I make the calls here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that appears to be over. So if he's not if he's not in this corner, I don't know who is. Uh, let's move on. I mean, it's still huge, though, because they only have uh, hurt Mike Evans going into playoffs. Godwin's out. Like, oh, if from an NFL you standpoint, you want a Godwin AB for for the Bucks. Now you have Godwin, and then Scotty Miller, Ty Johnson, Grayson, all those guys. Yeah, maybe Not as they, good. maybe they trade for uh, Antonio Wesley. Yeah, you never know. Uh, Joe yeah. Burrow uh, gave me quite a scare as a dynasty owner. He uh, he he. Appeared to have tweaked his knee, popped up, said it was no big deal. Uh, Joe Burrow in the last two games has absolutely dis- destroyed it. Uh, I mean, he, he has shown that he is he's going to be the face of the NFL. I don't know if you guys saw this, but two things I fell in love with after this game with, with Joe Burrow. Him at the press conference goes, no, nah, I don't know. Jamar Chase is down there somewhere. Fuck it. I'll throw it. Yeah. He'll catch it. And then he's in the locker room just like he was after the LSU uh, championship, smoking a cigar, <laughs> dancing with Higgins and, yep. and Chase. Like, this dude is just fantastic. And he's not, he's not like, uh, cocky about it either. He's just like, nope, I've been here before. I've done it. Like, even when the Ravens made the, the comment about the gold jacket thing, he wasn't like, well, yeah, no, I am the best ever. He's like, well, we'll see. You know, I, I thought yeah, it was he, an unnecessary he comment. To be like... <laughs> He manages to be like not cookie cutter, but still like respectful and by the book. Like at the same time, I, I love the kid. I mean, nine hundred and nine hundred and seventy yards and eight touchdowns in the last two weeks. Yeah, uh, those are those are quarterback in TSF and, league. And prior to his ACL injury two years ago, last year, this is how he was playing too. He was getting mm-hmm. unreal yeah. and heating up towards the end of the season. And if he can if continue he to do that. At the end of football seasons, yeah, like there's the sky's the limit. I mean, what they're definitely playoff bound. I think they have 10 or 11. They wins. won the division, yeah, yep. And that was that's always been the Bengals' problem is finishing off the year strong. So now, if they have a quarterback who's going to actually help them do that, voila, like they're they're a problem in the playoffs. Their offense too, so. is a problem right now, it's fun to watch. Who needs an oh, offensive yeah. lineman when you get Jamar Chase? You know, <laughs> true. Oh, those draft one, it is, sure. it was they're at fine. the end of the day, the right call. Uh, Derrick Henry. So, and you know, even, even Derrick Henry coming back is impressive yet. It's not big fantasy news. I think if Derrick Henry plays right. And it it sounds like he's going to play in the playoffs. There's no question about his health going into 2022, which is good because we are going to have that concerns about cam Akers. Like I'm going to be surprised if we see cam Akers at all. Um, so it's, it's good to know that Derrick Henry is going to be, uh, Ooh, wow, I just zoomed in. Well, they, they said he was healthy. running uh, individual drills at 100% speed already last week. So if he's joining the team for real practice, that's and a as great of, sign. As of right now, I think they do have the first run by. Yep, I believe um, so. So they win again. Oh, because the Chiefs lost, lost to the Bengals. That's huge. One yeah. more week of rest for Derek Henry on the first run by. And both well, fully healthy. Oh my god! If I, if yeah, I was the, the a, if I was a linebacker, a... I'd be ordering more ice packs after playing Derrick Henry off of several weeks of rest. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Titans have a really good shot to to win it on the back of a healthy Henry. Yeah. 
I think I think those seedings can still change. We had looked at those earlier. Um, oh yeah, but definitely. Yeah, yeah. But if they lose and Casey wins, Casey takes it back. But um, yeah. they I mean, there's of a strong week. There's plenty of chances where any of the top five uh, teams that have already made it somehow get. There's a tiebreaker here or there, but they're all within one game from getting that wild card. Yeah, I mean the. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, the, fir- the first if, round. If by. the Patriots yeah. won and everybody else lost, Titans, Chiefs, Bengals, Bills, the Pats would be the one seed. Exactly. Which is crazy. Let's very, go. Very close. Let's do it. Uh, we got some end of the year fantasy awards we want to hand out. So for all you NFL players that are listening, um, take note. We appreciate you. Uh, MVP of the year. Cooper, Come pick up your top shelf booze. Co- Cooper, <laughs> Cooper, Cooper Cup. 343.9 half point PPR points, which was good for what? I got it down here somewhere. 18, uh, 21.5 points per game. Decent. Yeah. Pretty, yeah. pretty, 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 pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty yeah, good. At a pretty, certain, pretty, at a certain point with Cooper cup this year, I, I think I played against him like four straight weeks in different teams and different leagues. And it was just a hundred yards touchdown. Like, yeah, it was week, uh, it was week 13 on. It was just awful. I was like, Cooper cup. I hate you. I've had enough of you. <laughs> And he and he's likely breaking the record for receiving yards next week. Um, Calvin Johnson still did it in one less game. Let's just state that fact. But unreal, legendary season for him. Deserves the MVP. If you had him on your team, you're probably in the playoffs. Yeah, seventy so more points one, one than yeah. wide receiver two. Damn. So seventy yeah, more than Devontae Adams as of now. But I mean, <laughs> this is what you kind of count. Like, you, I don't let to count week eighteen because it doesn't matter for fantasy. Yeah, I'm not tracking so these stats, stats all the here way are, are exactly what you got during the season. Yep. And the crazy part and the part I love about this is that it it does not look like there'll be an end in sight because 184 targets is what he got. He That's almost had 200 insane. targets. That is he's, equal he's, to he still might. <laughs> yeah, he's still got another week. Yeah, got yeah. got another week. So he gets 16 targets. That is equal to uh, a wide receiver two times two. If you get one, catch my draft. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he's that's, good for like two and a half players on your team. He's two and a half players. <laughs> the, the most all time is 205 targets for Marvin Harrison. So he's not even far off that. And that was when Peyton Manning threw to Marvin Harrison every single time, every single game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fantastic season. I, I, I do want to. Runners up, though. Yeah, I, I do want to okay. make the runner up um, case. So uh, we were also considering uh, Josh Allen. He was 50 points. Ahead of Cooper Cup. So just to put it into perspective, Cooper Cup only scored 50 points less than the number one fantasy asset, which was a QB, which always is a QB, right? Uh, Jonathan Taylor, uh, we probably could have made the argument that he should be MVP just because he was a healthy running back for <laughs> for yeah. 17 weeks. Like that, that in itself wasn't uh, something too hard to come by, but... Um, yeah, I mean, I think, I think with Cooper cup too, especially where you drafted him, like is absolutely fantastic. Um, all right, we got a, we got a handful more here. So waiver pickup of the year, um, went with Corderell Patterson, Scotty. I know you looked up the ADP earlier. What? Yeah. The, 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 the ADP was RB 71. Yeah. So he wasn't even drafted in leagues. And I think that's what we were going. I think that's what we were going back and forth about is did he get drafted? And it's like, eh, he probably didn't. Then we looked at ADP, confirmed it. So he gets the waiver pick of the year. We also considered Eli Mitchell, KJ Osborne, uh, Lazard Bourne, Amon Ross St. Brown, and Sony Michelle. A lot of these guys 
all kind of fall into that league winner category because they all blew up towards the end of the season. I mean, Sony took advantage of Daryl Henderson not being there. Monra blew up. Alan Lazard finally getting on page with Aaron Rodgers even when MVS was healthy. Kendrick Bourne doing his thing. And Eli Mitchell, I know he was all season long, but he he had been hurt and came back. So um, it's going to be interesting 2022 to see kind of where some of these guys go. I will not be drafting Cordero Patterson in 2022. I don't know how you guys feel about it. Uh, but some some good a, names there. He, yeah, it depends how late he goes. But he's, yeah, he, he's not going late. He cooled off a lot the last couple oh, of weeks he, of the season, and it, yeah. it made it 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 righted the fantasy ship so that we didn't <laughs> have to watch Cordell Patterson owners win fantasy football. Yeah, you saw him break down. He, he can't handle that workload. Yeah, he did. He, he did break down. He knows it too. I mean, Steph Diggs was like, he's just a generational talent. And he goes, Yeah, I know Steph Diggs is blowing smoke up my ass. I appreciate it, but like, not true at all. <laughs> he's almost 30, right? He's, he's, he's been, been around, around. Been yeah. forever, man. He's been around for him and Him and uh, Brandon fucking Bolden, man. 30 year old comeback players. Um, <laughs> uh, bounce back player of the year goes to Austin Eckler. Um, I mean, he had a tough. 2020 season i think he was banged up uh came like back uh you know but he came back with a vengeance ended i think he ended up finishing rb3 uh if i'm not mistaken or rb2 RB um yeah so uh he's rb3 yeah okay rb3 in points per game but yeah rb2 overall uh i mean healthy all season, and you know, it, I think that's going to end up being the the trend we see moving forward. Is any running back you can get healthy for seventeen weeks? They're always well, he missed one season, week, but and and who would have yeah, thought at the end for of the Eckler. year? Yeah, yeah, who would have thought at the end of the year we were talking about? Oh, Austin Eckler was one of the most healthy running backs. <laughs> not me, no, <laughs> yeah, not, <laughs> we'll, not I. definitely not Dallas. We'll get to that in a bit. Uh, breakout of the year, we gave it to Debo. We were talking, you know, Najee and Chase and some of these rookies, and then Craig brought up. He's like, okay, Debo, Debo just like destroyed everything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, about what he, what his, his like, what people perceived him to be. Right? He had this crazy rookie year, got hurt, and and whatever. And uh, Ayuk was getting drafted before him, uh, but Debo finishes his wide receiver three, I believe. Yeah, Which is, correct. yeah, it's three yes. or four. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's three. Massive. Yeah. I don't remember his ADP, but no, but where you it was a lot lower than you what you think. expected. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there was the whole injury concern on him too, and and he had a little bit of snags throughout the year, uh, but he played through most of them. I mean, he he only missed one game, um, which is very well could have been COVID. Though. I don't even know if it was, but he had 1,700 all-purpose yards, something like that, and 15 touchdowns or 13 touchdowns. It was a pretty good year for for him. <laughs> a uh, lot of fun to watch. Bust of the year. We had a lot, lot of them. We had a lot of names here. We had CMC, Metcalf, Ridley, A. Rob, Sutton. We we went with Barkley. I, I think that's the right call. I, I think mm-hmm. I think Barkley's the right call. He was on the field. He lost fucking carries to Devontae Booker. Like he played twelve games. Yeah, like he. He was there, and and he, and he was there for you for fantasy playoffs and weeks be, before that. But he didn't do anything to help you. Like if you started in the last three weeks, you likely didn't make the finals because he got what three, six, and ten points. Th- yeah, that's a guy that's an RB one on your team. There's no way. 
and even even if he dropped in the draft, which I think he did for most most leagues when he drafted, he dropped to like you know seven eight nine slots. Those are still ex- expectations that you're at least uh, top tier RB two, and he didn't even come close. So yeah, huge bust. You're uh, you got to really start rethinking Saquon because your top three running back in drafts preseason has finished RB one thirteen and thirty four the last two years. We might have to uh, retweet Daz's article of the uh, number one overall <laughs> pick. Do they do the history of running backs? Uh, so what I uh, I was gonna say. Oh, in our dynasty league, our salary cap dynasty league, fourteen teams, two flex. Very deep league. Guy had Ronald Jones, Rashad Penny, Barkley. He sat Barkley. Sat Barkley in a fourteen-team league. And I, I, I don't even like. Yeah. I don't even give him a hard time about it because I'm like, well, you know what? That might have been the right call. It's just crazy to think about how far he's fallen. Um, so I think we'll have to rethink him quite a bit in 2022, like you were mentioning, Greg. Uh, Rookie of the year, though, Jamar Chase. We will be saying his name for a very, 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 very long time. I mean, you're talking about a wide receiver, a second-year wide receiver that is probably going to be in consideration for a first-round pick next year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when you I have, would say so. When you yeah, have ladder a quarterback half playing like him, wide receiver four in the season. Yeah, hundred percent. I can say if I had the you know ten to twelve pick, I'd be looking at that. I'd, I'd do some, uh, you know, two. Two wide receivers, zero running back. Kind Would of love the that. end of the round pick if I can get mm-hmm. like Chase. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. and he, he's the new hotness. So there's nice. the connect. There's the Burrow connection. It's there's so much to love about him personally outside of the game of football. You watch the game of football. The whole if he's there, I'm just gonna throw it. It's there's so much to to liking a player like Chase, a hyped up uh, wide receiver rookie prospect that didn't even play the season before was still picked four overall or five overall, whatever it was. I mean, there's the storyline for Chase is going to continue for a decade. And yeah, I mean I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised at all. Best thing the first him too. I mean, there were the drops in the beginning of the season. It hit a few drops in the season. But this is a guy that doesn't quit. Like he catches the ball and he'll legit find every angle to try to get that big play. Like there's plays where people think they tackle him. And he knows he's not down, and he'll still go full speed for a seventy-yard touchdown. Like he's he he doesn't quit. The guy's a freaking baller. He's an incredible athlete. Yep. Jamar Chase is what I thought Jerry Judy was going to be. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, that's well, not the case. Well, but Jamar get Chase Judy is a quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. I Judy mean, needs a quarter. Yeah, absolutely. hundred percent needs a quarterback. <laughs> but but I mean, everything you said is dead on. Like he doesn't even go out of bounds. He's not one of those like receivers just like yeah, hey, I get to the sideline, you know, take what I can get. Oh, know, he's very Johnson smart. Styles. Very smart guy. If he can get the yardage, he takes it. Uh, I mean, it was it was just one one more thing on him. It was I remember I was talking about it. Uh, The uh, combine with the last time that they uh, had a comp. Oh, I'm sorry. This is this is about Jerry Judy. (laughs) Keep going. Uh, Just describe yourself in three words: Jamar Chase, uh, alpha male, jackhammer, insatiable. Uh, I, I, I don't know if anybody saw the post game. I don't know why I saw both Cincinnati players post game conferences, but, uh, Jamar chase, somebody brought this to him and it was mind blowing to me and he didn't even know it. He had more receiving yards than Pat Mahomes had passing yards (laughs) in the game. Oh, in that game for the day. Yep. It's fucking wild. (laughs) 
Um, that is incredible. All right. So those are our, our fantasy player awards went through, uh, identified some of those guys. Um, we do our starts and sits every week. Very prideful of all that. And I'm glad to say I kicked you guys' ass. 60, <laughs> 61.5%. I had 91 total hits. Corey was right behind me with 87 total hits. He had about uh, 57% hit rate. Scotty, eighty-three. I appreciate hits. the roundup. Thank you, Tom. Round me yeah, up. I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just gonna round everybody up. Uh, Scotty had about a fifty-four percent. I'll round you down, Scotty. Though, yeah, give, uh, give me a, give me a big old roundup. I get a, I get a full half percent round. Scotty, my thing is, if I didn't pick Foster Moreau those weeks, I might have been closer to Corey. <laughs> yeah, purely on Foster Moreau picks, if you just erase those, it's, yeah, it destroyed right percentage. there. Foster Moreau's a tough guy to hit on, um, and then uh, and then Craig Craig falling uh, falling at seventy six hits, fifty one percent, and I think overall, when you look at it, we're I mean as a whole we had a 53% hit rate. Now, if we fire Craig and tell him just not to do start and sits, we look a lot better. Um, <laughs> but but the, the point always bears mentioning when we talk about start sits is like our start sits yeah. are so much fucking harder than Yahoo yeah, and Fantasy Pros and everything. Yeah. Like we at no point allow each other to say, go start Pat Mahomes. Like at any point. If you there's no, Pat there's homes, no we'll RB that. one wide right. receiver one. It, yeah. there, there's sometimes weeks that we don't do RB twos or RB or wide receiver twos. Like we go deep. That's right. that's where we are. I I try too hard and uh, I get bitten <laughs> in the ass. Yeah, and I mean you, you always get burned on a few. Like I think I I took AJ Brown early in the year. Thought I'd just have an easy one. Get burned on. I'm getting no points. It's like sick, dude. I love I did, football. I did but, have a four week stretch of sitting Russell Wilson though. That worked. Russell Wilson was was bad, and it, you know if you follow along with the write ups and stuff too, like we'll justify it if we're putting a, a name out there, right? Like I did Tom Brady this week, and people are gonna be like, "Well, Tom Brady's quarterback three, and it's like, "Yeah, but he 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 threw a five point game and then a fourteen and point game, 14, and yeah. it's like, just remember who Tom Brady is, right? And and we're instilling some confidence, but we're not. Hey, go start Jamar Chase. Start Jonathan Taylor. Like, and and that's not what we're doing. So I really think as long as we're over fifty percent, I think I mean, if you're I mean it's it's 50, good. It's it's huge, it, right? Like it's it's a yeah. it's we're putting out there like if you're looking at your lineup and you have guys you're trying to put in your flex and RB two range on your bench, those are the guys. Yeah, it's like sports yeah. betting. You're gonna have a right as long as you're positive. You're positive. If I'm over fifty percent, sports betting. I'm and even on the flip I'm side too, like <laughs> even on the flip side for our sits, like a lot of those weeks we're taking really tough sits. I sat Alvin Kamara last week and it burned me, but that was coming off two horrible yeah. games where I really thought he was gonna have another bad one. And I'd been calling. Like, I said Barkley and McLaren. They yeah, it it was the right call. But I mean, right. those are the those are the hard ones you have to do and. Like Tom said, we had a guy that sat Barkley and it worked out for him. Yeah. 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 I mean, I mean, Ronald Jones sucked, but I mean, we'll, we can get past that. Um, <laughs> uh, and we also do sleepers every week, which, you know, we were kind of talking about this. Like, how do we quantify what a sleeper is? A sleeper is really like a guy. He's, he's a bench stash, a guy in your free agency that we're just saying, hey, need eight points. This is a guy yeah. we can we can probably do it. Scotty, 
you led this. You were right at fifty percent. This this yeah. honestly, if this is above thirty percent, I'm 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 happy with it. Uh, I'm surprised so, that high. <laughs> so you're so you got eight hits. I had seven. Uh, Dow's had five. Craig had four. Um, Craig somehow did more sleepers in total than Dow's did. Am I reading that right? Craig did seventeen yeah, and Dow's did sixteen. Yeah. I did the math in, very you roughly. Put in week so. seventeen, and I hit week seventeen, so I wanted that extra hit. Okay, <laughs> there you go. Oh, so you had so you had five hits. So, um, so and then Craig, you'd be somewhere up at, up at thirty percent or what? Or yeah, thirty percent, whatever. So, um, and I think yeah, you know what I like most about sleepers is like we go deep with the starts and sits, but it's not like deep deep. I mean, I I picked Van Jefferson, I think, a handful of times, and it's like, yeah, people know who, who his name is, but who in their right mind feels him. comfortable starting him, right? And I mean, yeah, it's a guy like like Van uh, KJ Osborne, Cordero Patterson to start the season. Yep. I yep. mean, you had to put him in the flux; he wasn't started. Yeah, but early on, are... Kendrick Bourne types, like guys that mm-hmm. you could easily pick up on waivers. Yeah. Um, MVS early on, there, Alan Lazard early on. I was doing. A I, would, much, I would say early. saying saying the guys available on waivers is right where we're talking. These are yeah. the players that are hardly on teams. Mm-hmm. Yep, they're bi week fillers pretty much. Like if you have are in bi week that week, these are guys you can probably put in there. Yep, uh, we might didn't... be wrong, mind you, but <laughs> <laughs> those are the guys. Uh, we didn't do our dart throws. Dart throws I, are I more of a fun little I don't, thing for I don't, us. Yeah, I don't think we need to. Yeah, I got, really I, yeah, to talk about it. If you're starting our dart throws, you're you're not paying attention. Those are you're desperate. Those are the big risks. I hope you're not starting Michael on Wenu on a di- on a weekly basis. <laughs> but some of those guys are just if you know they're, they're the Ooh. guys that probably what we think they can get a touchdown, <laughs> hey, th- have th- the best shot at at a big play. Yeah, Thanksgiving. We had a, we had a good great. week though. Um, yeah. It was Thanksgiving the, week where yeah, you had to pick a player that played Thanksgiving. Smashed all the running backs. I think yeah, I think we all had double fun. digit uh, dart throws. It's crazy. Yeah, Amir Abdullah, like Dontrell Hilliard, not Dontrell Hilliard. Who else we have? Dante Foreman. I'll, uh, Dante or, Foreman. I'll, yeah. Duke I'll Johnson. Ha- I'll hang Duke down. Johnson. There not was, yeah. say I didn't get any points that week. <laughs> um. All right, and again, if you've been following along uh, all season, you know that one thing that we like to do is do bold predictions at the beginning of the season before the season even starts. I think it's right sometime in the middle of preseason. Drafts already happen. Rosters are pretty much already set. We know who's playing where. And we just come out with these, like, crazy outlandish things that there's a realm of possibility where it can happen. Um, you know, it's it's a bit of a stretch. Uh, but uh, but we can go through some of those. I'll do uh, – we'll just do three at a time um, and just kind of go down the line. Um, so one of mine was Russell Wilson's league MVP and sits atop the QBs as QB one, not even fucking close. Um, I could tell you right now that the injury, I don't think changes anything. Russell Wilson looked old. He did not look like he was ready to be on a football field. Um, so even if he was healthy for full 16, 17, uh, weeks, he wasn't hitting that. Uh, Michael Thomas does not play a snap in 2021. Nailed that. Got that right. Uh, Callaway is a low-end uh, wide receiver one, high-end wide receiver two. Did not come close, but I'll still take credit for uh, Michael Thomas not playing a snap and oh, advising massive. you to go to another wide receiver on that team, though I don't think any of them were actually fantasy relevant. Uh, and then Saquon Barkley makes us wish we ranked him as a top three back. 
Uh, finishes RB1 and RB2 behind CMC. So uh, he was the bust of the year. So, uh, yeah, didn't didn't get that one either. No. All right, I'll go, I'll go to mine. The, the Michael Thomas thing was huge. Um, mine was Jamal Williams finishes above DeAndre Swift. I was wrong. Uh, 64 points below him. This one I got right. <laughs> Marvin Jones will lead the Jags wide receivers in fantasy points. However, you want to see that, you know, they all sucked, but he did lead them. Uh, Derrick Henry rushed us for over 2,000 yards again. I think would have nailed it. Yeah, I think you would have without the but injury. He, but he got hurt. I mean, he he, he played eight, eight games and almost had yeah, a thousand. He was yards. 100% on pace for the 2K. Yeah, that, that sucked. So. One hit, Marvin Jones, and then the rest is where uh, big misses. <laughs> um, I believe I also joined the one-hit club. Uh, I stole Thomas from the previous season. Three Cowboy wide receivers to go over 1,000 receiving yards. I don't know that any of them did, so that's a big miss. Uh, Terrace Marshall is Offensive Rookie of the Year. I don't know that he caught more than like five passes, um, <laughs> so that's a big old miss. I fucking thought he was going to be so good. I'm really upset about that one. Uh, and then the Patriots make it back to the playoffs under rookie Mac Jones. Not the boldest, but I think I hit that one. They're maybe looking like a wild card right now. We need we need next week to know for certain, but at least they're they're close. Uh, no, they did clinch. Up yeah. Oh, they did clinch. They clinched okay. playoffs. Yeah, that's it. That's Beautiful. a hit. Nailed it. Nailed it. Nailed it. Uh, I was saying this year's James Robinson, uh, which was the breakout random never drafted player i said it was going to be james robinson again due to the travis Etienne injury i believe it was around that time that we made that oh, i was wrong on that um it was either elijah mitchell or Cordell patterson <laughs> the 30 year old <laughs> that everybody's what? heard i said the 30 year old that everybody's heard yep. of Cordell patterson <laughs> it's yeah. james robinson um so got that wrong uh, I said no Houston running back finishes inside the top 50. And that was like David Johnson, Mark Ingram, um, Philip Lindsay was there at the time. Rex Burkhead was like the fourth string. And Rex Burkhead ended up being the uh, uh, RB54 just outside it. Um, and so I nailed and that one. Only because he had a massive game two weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> like I mean, li- and, and as Dallas has noted here, Lindsay got traded and Ingram got traded. Like this backfield was a shit show. Um, not a single one needed to be even rostered. You know, DJ finished RB 62. So uh, that one I hit. And then the final one was the Bears um, soliloquy, uh, if if you will. Um, I said Fields would start by week four. I think he started by week six, if I'm not mistaken. I said uh, Nagy would get fired midseason. Obviously, I didn't know that the uh, Bears didn't, fire people midseason but he he is gonna get fired at the end of the year um i said that ellen robinson mooney uh monty would all start to do better and field to play like a herbert style season last year well that didn't happen um i did say that they would finish five and twelve they're currently six and ten uh so it's fairly close but i did not i did not get all that right but it's i would i would say about 60 percent of that one well yours goes into next season though if they make playoffs next year, oh, I, I get I get playoffs next year. I don't know if I won't believe in that anymore. <laughs> you need to calm down on your bold predictions. <laughs> I have done it three years. In I a love row it now. every year though, and, and I have actually. So it was it was Miami, 
um, Bengals, 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 and then Bears, and each one of them has <clears throat> been to some part like mostly true. Oh, I, I, I'm not saying it's it's a bad thing. I just the way you're starting to write these and like up oh, next year they're gonna make the playoffs. You're gonna start projecting a whole five years for a for an <laughs> NFL franchise. I didn't I didn't know about the whole. Ne- I forgot about the next year thing. But well, we um, won't hold you to it. That. About that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love the bold predictions too because like it makes us think. And you know, if you hit all three, you feel like a oh. fucking genius. Yeah. yeah. If you hit and, one, it's like. Oh wow! Like I mean, the whole thing is they're, they're bold as shit. They're not supposed to hit. That's why if you go zero and three, yeah. you're like, well, yeah, of course yeah, I didn't. Of hit. course, I mean these are hard to do. I mean, blah blah blah. I didn't yeah. think Mac Jones is going to be as good as he is, so I'm glad I was wrong on that one. But some power positive thinking. Hey, if you were GM GM of the Patriots and Jacksonville comes to you right now and offers you Lawrence for Mac Jones straight up, would you do it? Nope. No, I don't think I don't think so. I think you're just resetting your offense a year back behind the curve. If you do mm. that, I'd need another piece. I'd say, hey, bud, and and you first. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, and, I was going to say it's stupid. To, right? Yeah, Mac Jones is on rookie pace to win rookie of the year. Um, even he has the highest odds at minus, I believe it was minus 350. Chase is second at plus 325 or something like that. Um, but yeah, no. I, I, would I want Lawrence for like a Madden franchise? Yeah, because he's going to progress better. He's got higher development trait. But Mac Jones, I got to tell you, I mean, he's he's that's he's the Patriot style. He's a Bill Belichick guy. I mean, I'm I'm listening to my coach. I don't care if I'm GM. Yeah, I I do think well, the Jags have ruined <laughs> uh, Trevor Lawrence. Like, I think there's a world where the Jags have just destroyed Trevor Lawrence's career. <laughs> like they've done him no favors so far, and I mean, the Jets destroyed Sam Darnold, and Sam Darnold was supposed to be the next best thing since Locke, and now Lawrence is the next best thing since Locke. And this is this is the detriment of being the number one pick. Sometimes you get stuck in these horrible, horrible situations. And I mean, you you see it all too often with the inconsistency early on in a rookie's career with the coaching and game plan and and not being able to learn a set system. It hurts them forever. I mean, look how long it took Ryan Tannehill to shake off Adam Gase. Like, yep. It takes a lot too. Yeah. It was like 4,000 showers. Yeah. It almost looked like (laughs) Sam Darnold was going to too, by the way. Oh, very briefly. Briefly. Very briefly. It didn't happen. Yeah. There's just, there's so many like horror stories of, of these, players that are drafted early by coaches that clearly liked them and wanted them and then didn't work out and they just fade into the abyss never to be heard from again. I don't think that's Trevor Lawrence's story. I hope it's not. I hope he gets better. I'd love to see the Jags be competitive, but I think what we've talked about and said, like a quarterback centric coach, regardless of how good he is anywhere else on the team, like when McVay came in, he was so offensive minded with Goff and, and he was able to work with Goff for the first two seasons and it looked really good. Or, um, you know, uh, Zach Taylor with Joe Burrow, like it's just quarterback centric and they have all the other defensive coaches do everything else. Like if, if they do that and if it is Kellen Moore, that's the only way to write this, this mind that Lawrence has kind of unfortunately been, yeah. Taught wrong the first right. year. 
2022 will be interesting. That's for sure. Uh, and we're already predicting our top five uh, or who our, who our top five ranks are going to be uh, and who we want to be selecting um, with the first five picks in 2022. Some, uh, some overlap and some, uh, some, uh, some, some different stuff. Uh, so my top five, Jonathan Taylor, 21.4 points per game. Derrick Henry, 23.4 points per game. Take your pick between the two. I think Jonathan Taylor left a, a lot on the field from a, a passing perspective. I fully expected him to get closer up to the to the 50-catch, 60-catch mark. Um, can he do it in 2022? I don't know. But take your pick between Jonathan Taylor and Derrick Henry. Same player, in my opinion. Austin Eckler, 16 healthy weeks of Austin Eckler. 18.8 uh, points per game. Number three running back. Cooper Cup, 21 and a half uh, points per game. Dude's a monster. And then Devontae Adams. Um, and I know somebody else has him on here with the stipulation that Rodgers plays. I will also agree with yeah. that. And uh, and yeah. I'll, I'll it's turn. Jordan Love. I'm uh, uh, <laughs> I'm out <yeah>. on that. <laughs> I think Devontae oh. also has a, a contract that he needs to sign. So if he if he dipped Correct. himself, there's a different they're talking about that. Yes, to be had. but he's going to get franchised. He's going to get franchised. Yes, <clears throat> I think he's staying there. He's yeah. going to be forced to. All right, uh, my top five: uh, Simo Tom, uh, the first two, Jonathan Taylor, Derek Henry. I think what we see from Derek Henry in the playoffs this season might switch it. But again, I think they might. I think there's they're in their in their own tier. I think it's JT Henry instead of the old CMC, Barkley, Cook, Kamara, and then them. Um, Cooper Cup is my third. Um, Najee Harris is my fourth. And Eckler is my fifth. I put Harris at four. Um, I mean, just as a rookie season, he was RB4 on a horrific Steelers line. Worse in the league. This is um, based off of them getting a better line. And... The way that Big Ben played this year, it can't get a lot worse. And I think they're getting a, some kind of quarterback there. I mean, they have Najee Harris. They have a good young receivers and a very good t- tight end environment. Like, that's a huge pit stop for any quarterback, like Deshaun, R- Russell Wilson, what have you. Um, but again, like I, I, I might just put Eckler ahead of Harris at the end of the day just because maybe Pittsburgh doesn't even do shit. And it just keeps the same line. Yeah, um, I think I'm the only one who has Derrick Henry number one. Um, I think all your points are fine. Like if he if he comes back, you want to see him play first. But I'm kind of just going to operate on the assumption that Derrick Henry is healthy. Still, Derrick Henry is going to do Derrick Henry things next year too. And Derrick Henry things specifically means he didn't play for eight weeks and he still finished RB14. So. I'm going to have Derrick Henry at the top. I'm going to assume that he's just a monster and he'll be back and he'll be fine. Jonathan Taylor, number two. Guys, probably just as good as Derrick Henry, if not better as a running back, but just isn't an offense that I think is going to try to throw the ball at some point. They're fine in Tennessee to give the ball to Derrick Henry every time. So I think it's an opportunity thing that I would rather capitalize on with my one versus two pick. Number three, Cooper Cup. Great to see him with a quarterback. Finally, Stafford's sick. Him and Cooper seem to be on the same page all season long. I'm hoping for more of that. So if I was going to reach on a, a wide receiver early in next year's draft, it'd be Cooper Cup. Uh, number four, I have Dalvin Cook. I think it's his only appearance on the list. Um, I think he's just due for another healthy season. He missed five games or left early in a couple of them, and then I think missed three games total. Um, this year, I think he still has a ton of upside, and there's those are the – 
has a lot of those weeks where he just absolutely dominates to give you those 25, 30 point games. So I'm going to still continue to draft him early. Uh, and then number five, Devonte Adams with the stipulation Tom mentioned before, if Rogers is there, great. Devonte stays in green Bay. Great. If either of them leave or go somewhere else, yeah, I'll probably just don't go take another running back. Like any of the other guys you saw on this list, Austin Meckler, Najee Harris. I think you can't go wrong with those guys too. All right, so I'll, I'll try not to make the same points, but JT is my number one. I'm sold. I have him over Henry no matter what I see in the playoffs. He's the younger guy right now, and, and he's he's my favorite. Henry still going to be up there. Um, and this is strictly because at this point, injuries have have taken away the tops of, you know, CMC, Saquon, even Cook at times. And and it's, it's, it's Derrick Henry stays healthy. I know he had the foot injury this year. I get that. But he, prior to that, it was like years before he had gotten hurt. And he's the bigger back. Bigger backs right now, I feel like, are the, where the NFL is going. Um, <clears throat> to add to that, though, Austin Eckler is my three just because he does absolutely everything for the Chargers. Um, Devontae Adams, of course, all the same points that we made. Aaron Rodgers has to be there. And I actually expect Aaron Rodgers to be there. I, I have a feeling at this point, Green Bay versus Tampa might be the NFC title game. Green Bay might take it with the way that Tampa's losing all their players. And then Cooper Cup, you just can't ignore it anymore. It's an ungodly thing that we saw this season from Cup. He's in years past proven able to do it. And I think at this point, I'm swaying from running back only in the top 10 picks to, you know, let's start, let's start adding wide receivers in there. That's why I have two for the first time. I think I ever will have in my top five and Cooper Cup again, just can't ignore it anymore. Yeah. So that's a really good point um, about the wide receivers because I am going, I think I'm going to change my entire strategy next year and I'm going to be looking at wide receivers and I'm actually thinking about tight ends in the first round, in early second, because it is a massive difference on your team when you have a guy scoring 12 to 15 points out of your tight end slot and not fucking around with what running back is healthy this week and what running back am I supposed to go pick up. Wide receivers, tight ends, they stay healthy. They produce mega producers. If you can't get one of these stable, big-bodied running backs, I'd rather just go wide receiver and go take my tight end. Like I know what I'm getting with them. And I would it, love a late round pick this year or yeah, next year, I guess. Yeah. I mean, well, we say gonna, if you, I'm telling you right now, if you have a late round pick next year, that's actually, I feel like next year's late round picks are CMC, Saquon, like uh, JK Dobbins, another one that just left the entire season, the cam Akers, you know, you're going to see those injury riddled running backs and go, fuck, how am I supposed to pass up on CMC at 112? And that's a position I don't want to be in. Sorry, I'm, I'm sorry. We I, all just got yeah, we all, <laughs> <laughs> Tom, well, You go ahead. What you got? Well, I was just saying, I was like, I, but I think that is going to be, I think that's going to be, you know, one thing that we're going to have to instill in everybody is that you need to stay away from those guys. No matter where you are in the draft, there's going to be value there. I'm not willing to take CMC right now, CMC, Barkley. Um, I mean, I don't know that I want to throw Kamara's name out there, but he didn't have a great season. I don't know I'm taking them even early second. Like, I yeah. I want to go with the mega producers. I want to go with the guys I know that are on the field that are going to be there. 
it's availability is the best thing, best thing in fantasy right now. And that's how I'm leaving 2021 and just saying, you know what? And, and Craig, you're right. People are going to be in that position and say, oh, I don't, I don't want to have to make this decision. And I think the right thing is to not. Don't make, make the decision. Take Mark yeah. Andrews. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we've always been probably more on the tight end hesitant side than most people. But uh, this year I went earlier on a lot of them, just took tight ends. I mean, I took Hawkins in a lot of leagues where I thought I could kind of just lock him up because once those first five guys are off the board, I thought Hawk was a great pick. He hit IR, didn't really work out great. But if you can lock a guy up, great, fantastic. You have a, a sit and plug every single week. You don't have to think about it. However, well, I was going to ask about my main question, you kind of touched on it, Tom, was where do you think CMC and Barkley feasibly actually drop to in this this coming draft next think year? About like, it this year. Barkley was 8-9. He's yeah, and he further was, than he's that. coming back. CMC will, will still be mid-first round. I his, think. his name, I don't know. I, I think, really I don't. think people are still I do agree with CMC. mid-first round. I, I, I agree for mid-first. Mid-first. Because I think what he, goes, he does per game, every time he's on the field, he's getting 20 points a game at least. And he goes, but he's eight, on the field. But Barkley's on the field. He's giving you four or five, twelve. If you're lucky, yeah. then you're, you're, you're praying for a CMC healthiness, and you're yeah six, seven, eight, nine, something like that. CMC will be first, but Barkley, yes, I, I agree. He'll he'll probably sit for the second. And that's just a decision I don't want to have to make. <laughs> yeah, and that's, that's nice. And, and what we've mentioned previously. Time and time again around draft time is always remember this. You will lose your your season in the first round if you just go for risk. Yeah. Oh, I did that. I had every league I had first pick in. I had two leagues I had first pick in. Of course, pick CMC. Yeah. Well, I mean, that so was kind of tough. Yeah. yeah. You got to diversify I, I mean, your bond. Season's over. I bet my own two first picks. You got to variety. I bit my own onion. I took Saquon <laughs> over JT. You know, I, I, I knew better, and I still did it, and it fucked me. Pick JT. It's just a lead yeah. winner. Is it, is it? But there, I, I do, and, and you know, I, I'll go back and look at, at the draft. I mean, look, at, look at these top running backs that finished the season. Fucking Rashard Penny. Ronald Jones is going to be somewhere up there. Yeah. I mean, we talked about Corderell Patterson, obviously, but Eli Mitchell. Give me my first four rounds of wide receivers and a tight end, and I'll deal with my running. I might, I might make a call now. Every one of my drafts, zero RB strat next year. Zero I'll RBs. let you know how it goes. It's probably gonna it be terrible. It can't hurt. It can't hurt. <laughs> it really, at this point, you're right. It, and I'm not saying that that's where I'm gonna feel draft day, but it can't hurt because there's everyone's gonna be in the same spot by week four. <laughs> Maybe everybody thinks that, and then like you know, Dalvin Cook falls to like one hundred eight. I I'll be okay with that. I'll pull the the trigger there. (laughs) I mean, we picked uh, Mark Andrews in our TSF league. Yep, he was a great player this year. Early receivers and a tight end early. Fournette went the eleventh round. The entire time. Yeah, yeah, Fournette. There you go. And he was Fournette hurt. And that was Connor went. James Connor went late. Connor went late. And the Fournette thing was after playoff Lenny happened, and this year playoff Lenny might not happen yeah, because he so might people still. 
still on IR. <laughs> and people, so people might forget about Leonard Fournette. You might get him right around that same spot. And I think you know when when you talk about this zero RB idea and think about these guys in these you know eighth, ninth, tenth, eleventh round, you just need to pick our running backs that are in a situation where they could probably start, right? Like. I know Eli Mitchell's probably a, a tough one to look at, but it's probably a guy that we should have talked. I mean, Scotty, you were talking about him being your dart throw at the beginning of the season, but you talk about a guy who's on yeah, a team that so. wants to run first on the depth chart. You know, yeah, we thought Trey Sermon was going to be the guy, but we should we should have known that San Francisco is a team that's going to run the ball and late rounds hammer those hammer those running backs, and we'll do the same thing next year. You look at the Denver Broncos. Denver Broncos, if they don't have Melvin Gordon and, you know, it's Javante Williams, whoever the second guy on that depth chart is, is going to get Mike a shit Boone. ton of cat, catch it. Yeah, Mike Boone. Look at Devontae Booker on, on the Giants. I mean, look at Atlanta. Atlanta's going to have to bring in a running back. Mike Davis, Corderell Patterson, that other guy. Like, you hammer all of the instead – of, instead of the idea of hammer your wide receivers mid-draft, hammer your running backs. Take your stud wide receivers that you know what they're going to do and then take your chances on your running backs because end of the day – One's one's gonna hit. So one's gonna hit. That's kind of right. all you need. Yeah. <laughs> you just need one, and then I mean, roll your flexes. RB two. All these NFL teams now, you're seeing so many uh, two RBs on one team. Look at the Patriots. Like you can start Stevenson and Damian Harris in the same lineup, and they're gonna and Brandon Bolden at times. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> AJ <laughs> Dillon's nearly outpacing Aaron Jones. He's almost got a right, thousand right. yards from scrimmage. AJ Dillon. Yep. Yeah. Unfucking yeah, believable. Yeah. Crazy. Love it. It's crazy. I, I can't wait for the chaos that's going to be 2022. Uh, listen, we Bums. still we still have another uh, podcast of us pounding our chests uh, and telling you we were right and, uh, you know, just kind of brushing over when we were wrong. Uh, we got our bus, <laughs> <laughs> our bus sleepers, breakouts, um, bounce backs, uh, all of our personal picks. So not the not the fantasy awards, but all of our personal picks that we picked at the beginning of the 2021 season. Just to kind of give you a recap, and again, pound our chest will be great. We got a power hour coming up. I think once everybody gets over there, uh, there I get the I get the first Dude. vaccine shot. And there, there's been a couple times today where I've just been like, I'm fucking tired, I'm exhausted, and I fall asleep, and I woke up wicked gassy. Um, and I'm like, I don't know, I don't know if that's the the vaccine or is that the uh, that's the treehouse, or if that's, that's the, the yeah, if that's the if that's the treehouse. Hey, doc, how you doing? I washed down my vac shot with uh, four treehouses. I'm kind of gassy. What's my treatment? <laughs> Was I not supposed to drink on this? <laughs> no one Don't said die. I couldn't get hammered. These are worse than regular <laughs> IPA fats. Um, so anyway. Um, but yeah, we'll have the we'll have the Power Hour podcast going over the top uh, sixty players um, and kind of just chatting about that good old time. You can follow along, and then I don't know, we'll have a bunch of other shit after that. So, uh, topshelffantasy.com, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Top Shelf FNTSY. Top Shelf Fantasy. Stay fluid. Stay